Hello, hello, hello. I'm here with DB Geek. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing grand. It's lovely to see you. Ah, it's great to see you too, man. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think we'd be meeting in these uh, circumstances. No, but sure, look, it's that it's the type of year it is. You know, this is the way people talk to each other nowadays anyway. So, yeah. So tell us a bit about yourself anyway. Well, uh, my name's Brendan. Um, I'm a content creator on YouTube and a live streamer on Twitch. Uh, I make content regularly and I live stream quite regularly as well. Um, I also have developed a following of almost a quarter of a million subscribers. So I'm doing pretty well, doing pretty well. And I love what I do. So a quarter of a million people. So you must get recognized sometimes, do you? Uh, yeah, sometimes. Yeah, especially in my place of work, because I still work in likes of GameStop. Um, so now and again, people have recognized me. Um, I even had a couple of uh, kids come in once and taking pictures with me and stuff. So it's it's pretty surreal. You, it, it's kind of unbelievable. Um, yeah. But it, it's a nice feeling. It's nice to be recognized, you know. And I believe it happened to you one day in Subway. It, it did, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's quite <laughs> funny, actually. We were just enjoying a nice meal, me and the missus. And uh, this little one came over and she said, are you DB Geek? I said, yeah. And she wanted to take a selfie. So we took a selfie. And uh, yeah, you could say that my missus was very shocked and she couldn't believe it. She thought we were being pranked or something. I don't know. Yeah, um, she was, that was She she was the one that told us and we... We had a good laugh out of it, and she yeah. she actually genuinely couldn't believe it. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. When are you actually, when are you going to get her on a few videos? I, I've already had her on a few videos, actually. Have you? Yeah, so okay, there's a small few. You just have to go digging to find them. Okay, I'll find She's them. What's gonna, she doing on them? Uh, playing video games. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would have to get her set up. I think with the channel now and everything as well. Yeah. Well, they call her DB Girl, so. DB girl. Well, that, well I makes... start. I started that, but that's her thing now. That's well, that's what we call her now. Well, it makes sense, though, doesn't it? It does, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, when did you get into gaming? I've been a gamer since I can remember, man. Um, like, if you look in the background, I've got old ass consoles since the eighties, man. I've been gaming since I could remember. Um, but like, when it came, comes to broadcasting and making videos and stuff, I've been doing it for nearly five years now, and I've loved every minute of it. Doesn't seem like that long. No, honestly, it doesn't. It only feels like two years, but you'd be surprised how quick the years go. And like, say, a typical day then, like, how how many hours would you would you be on? And well, if it's say, if I were to take a full day like today, I could do up to eight, maybe nine, maybe ten hours, depending on how much work there needs to be done. Because there is yeah. a lot. There is a lot that goes into what I do. Some people don't know that. A lot of people think it's just some random dude on the internet playing video games, but there's so much more to it than that. You know, you have, what? you have the editing, obviously, which takes most of the time, the recording. Then you have to think about what videos you want to record, what games you want to play. And you have to be quite constructive and, you know, be very critique when it comes to games that you're playing. Because, you know, reacting to a video game is one thing, but you have to give your honest opinions on them, too, which is important. And then the live, the live streaming of games, then that would take that would be what, two, three hours at a time, two to four, maybe five hours, depending on how much time you want to spend on a game. And obviously the length of a game as well. So, you know, usually I play games that have long stories up to like 20 hours. So that's roughly around six, seven streams. Um, but then there's some games that are only about 10 hours. So you might finish them in three streams. It all depends on the title that you're playing. Well, we'll obviously ultimately decide how much time you actually stream. So when you're starting, say, playing these games, do you start them from scratch? Or have you already played them beforehand to kind of prepare you for what's coming? 
No, see, that's the thing about my channel. A lot of what, what I do is my first initial reactions to things. Yeah. Um, because it's what people are more inclined to watch and see. They want to see that. They want to see fresh perspectives on things. And I think that's important. I don't think there's really any reasoning for me to play games that I've already played or I am currently playing myself. Um, usually when it comes to games like that, I like to enjoy them in my own time. But when it comes to games that have been requested by the community and they say, look, you should play this. And I, you know, I'll obviously put it into a voting poll. Somebody chooses which game I want to play. And I go ahead and I do a full series on it. I give them my, obviously, utmost honest opinions on the game. So, And um, it's more real that way then as well. Exactly, yeah. People are yeah. getting that first fresh reaction to a game that they absolutely adore. Could be a game that they played 20 years ago. It's just to get that nostalgic hit from me, through me, if you know what I mean. You know? Do you know what game I'd like to see you play? What? It's a game that I like. Now, I'm not really mad into gaming and all that kind of stuff. Okay. But it's a game that I really enjoyed for the PS1, the original Mission Impossible. <laughs> the, Believe it or not. Do you remember that? Mission Impossible was one of two games, my first games that I got on PlayStation 1. Mission Impossible and Tomb Raider 3, I think, were my first PlayStation 1 game. So I played the Mission Impossible 1 game. The graphics are absolutely terrible on that game. Yeah, they're but so shit. <laughs> do you remember the face changer and things like that? Yeah, I do, yeah. I th it was really fucking good at the time, though. Oh, man, back then, it, man, we were thinking PlayStation 1 was like realistic graphics. Yeah. You know? What was the first console that you ever played then? First console I ever owned was the Nintendo Entertainment System. Obviously, this yeah. bad boy has been out since 1986, I think. Um, but I got it, I'd say, probably early 90s. So the console's been out for a while, but it was still relatively significant in the gaming world. Super Mario 3, Batman Returns, and Donkey Kong were the three games that I played over and over and over again. My first one was the Mega Drive. Mega Drive had that too, man. Yeah, yeah. Sonic so all the way. What did I used to play on the Mega Drive? I think there was a wrestling game anyway. I can't there remember what a, it was. There was, a, there was a few wrestling games, all right. I don't think I ever owned a wrestling game on the Sega, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I definitely did. I can't remember what it is. But I think Sonic was big on that as well. Yeah. Sonic is kind of where it originated from with Sega, you see. Very iconic character now at this stage. Yeah. On the anime side of things. Yes. What do you What do you do in so, terms of that? Obviously, like, my content is separated into two different sections. You got... Yeah. The gaming side of things, which is the main section, which is my main focus most of the time. And then there's the anime. Anime is just something that I like watching. It's something that I've been watching since I can remember as well. Go back to the old Dragon Ball Z days. Um, the likes of Beyblade, Yu-Gi-Oh, all them. Those are considered anime. A lot of people don't think that. They're just called cartoons. Like, you know yourself, man, over here. Yeah. Those are cartoons on the TV. But yeah. Those are actual little anime. They originated in Japan. Um, Same so as would would Pokemon fall into that bracket? Pokemon is the most successful anime in the world. Yeah, um, people still call it cartoon because technically it is a cartoon, but it originated in Japan. That's where it came from. Um, originally called Pocket Monsters before it became Pokemon. Um, but uh, yeah, that's I've been watching anime since I was a kid, and I kind of so I diver diverse into more like adult themed animes, more that have more of a significant and stronger storyline. But there's so much anime. Like, you look it up, man. There's thousands upon thousands of different anime shows. And you, you probably haven't heard of thousands of them. But um, I like talking about them. I like watching them. And what I do is I essentially watch the show. I'm reacting to the show. 
and I give my thoughts on them as I'm watching them, and then I give a full-on review of the show as well. That's my second side of my my YouTube channel, if you will, because I do have I have two YouTube channels. The main yeah, I've channel, seen that, yeah. Quarter of a million subscribers. This one I only started this year. It's at twenty-two thousand subscribers now, so it's it's doing all right, you know. But I like I originally done anime a lot before I focused heavily on gaming, but then I started doing more gaming. But then I said it was getting too crowded on the channel, so I had to divide them and split them into two different things. That way I can enjoy both on different sides. You know what I mean? And in terms of the anime, then is that the same? It's your first time watching them. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't watch something that I've already seen. Like obviously. Yeah. I'd talk about shows that I've seen before sometimes, but most of the time, first initial reactions, thoughts, reviews, etc. All right. So in terms of like who watches your videos, demographics, where where are people tuning in from around the globe? So before like this year in particular has been a huge year for the channel. Like it's it's blown up. Like we gained over 150,000 subscribers in a year, which is insane. That's and what insane. do you think? What do you think that was down to? It was down to just switching it up, doing a lot of Xbox-related content from Halo, Gears of War. Um, now recently, going into Nintendo stuff, stuff that I've never played before, and it just kind of generated a wide audience from all over, from different platforms, not just like Xbox or PlayStation or Nintendo. It's it's literally everything, everywhere, and it seems to be doing really well. Um, like Halo. In particular, I got the the honor and the privilege to actually play Halo with one of the beloved developers of that game, Marty O'Donnell. He's uh, the composer, the man that created the music for the original Halo soundtrack almost two decades ago. Fuck. And I actually got to talk with him on Skype like we are now, have a conversation and actually play Halo and commentate with the game with him, which is a huge deal for anybody that's been a fan of that franchise for so long that that's mind-blowing and i don't think i deserve that but he reached out to me i didn't i didn't reach out to him he reached out to me and i said well let's make it happen then and it's obviously it's something that i wanted to do for the community as well because they yeah. wanted to see such a thing and it's never been done before so that was one of the huge highlights of this year for me and the channel but overall like i've been getting great uh, opportunities from massive corporations like sony playstation ireland i don't know if you've seen yeah. yourself but they literally sent me a playstation 5 review copy console before anybody else in the country you know and you that, you must have been the, you must have been the first person to get it in the country i was i would say so i would say i was one of the first anyway that i'm aware of anyway to, to because it's still not out over here today yeah. is official launch day for the united America. states and canada but here it's now for another week, you know, and I, I still have it here. It's it's crazy. It's mind blowing. So, you know, obviously this channel has done really well, but I'm very humble. I'm very grateful for that. But uh, when it comes to my audience, it's it's literally all over, like literally all across the globe. But my main audience comes from the United States. Um, that's where the traffic is mostly coming from. But recently it's really kind of blown up around Europe, um, the UK even as well. UK used to be the lowest. Ireland used to be non-existent. Nobody really knew me here, but that's increased as well. So obviously with this amount of traffic that's coming into the channel, it's kind of spreading out and it's, you know, it, people are talking about the channel now, which is great. You know, it's, it's great to hear and it's nice to see that kind of success. So hard work eventually pays off. As long as it took, it eventually pays off. Uh, how many hours of work have you put into this now? 
Oh man, I, I don't know, man. I, if you look at my channel, I have like 2000 plus videos and yeah. each video takes a couple of hours to make. So you do the math. It, it's a lot of work, a lot of work. It's months and months and months of work, maybe yep. even near a year's work. Yep. hundred percent, dude. If, like I've said it to anyone, I got many people reaching out to me. Oh, how do you get big on YouTube? How do you get successful on YouTube? First of all, don't think about those, those two things. Don't say, don't think about being big. Don't think about being successful. You had the one more one you need to to understand when it comes to making videos or content or live streaming is that you enjoy it. If you have a good time doing anything, it eventually turns into something that can be, you know, essentially successful. Yeah. And a lot of people don't really understand that. That's why you see some people trying this and failing very, very quickly because I they're not seeing revenue. They're not seeing numbers going going up and then it just completely defeats them you know but if you can get rid of that idea of making money or getting famous and just enjoy what you're doing people are gonna really rub off that and want to keep watching you because you're genuinely excited about what you're talking about you know i see a lot of people now are doing the twitch streams for gaming yeah, like that's yeah. actually a huge thing now over the last, I want to say, two, three years, especially in this country, in Ireland. Like, you know, as much as I do, that we're so behind when it comes to this kind of thing. YouTube has been big for years over in the States, some parts of Europe. Over here, it was so alien. Like, to say that you're a YouTuber doesn't make any sense to anyone. It still doesn't, you know? So when people ask me, oh, what do you do for a living? Oh, I say, oh, look, I make YouTube videos and I live stream. People look at me with 10 heads and like, what does that mean? You know, yeah. how, do you, how do you make money from doing that? And you have to go through this massive circle of explaining things. But it fascinates people, which is nice to see because people are genuinely fascinated. You know, you don't hear that every day. You don't usually hear, oh, I'm a plumber. I'm an engineer. Oh, I work for this company. I work for my dad. You know, th in this case, it's something new and something fresh. And it's nice to see that it's becoming so popular now that other Irish people are trying to do it. And I got people reaching out to me asking for tips of how do I get started. And it's great to see because I think in the next five years, it's going to be a big thing in this country. You're going to see so many Irish people actually doing well on YouTube or Twitch or whatever. It's great. Especially with people working from home now, they might have a, a bit more free time as well. Yeah, that, that's a huge thing as well. Obviously, with lockdown and stuff like that, it's kind of inspired people to try new things. And this is one of those things that a lot of people have probably been trying to do, like streaming or trying to burn some time because we've got nothing but time in these times, in this kind of it's, climate, you know? It's exactly why we're here right now. Exactly, why we're why I'm in a podcast <laughs> with you. Uh, yeah. Because I only recently found out that you were doing podcasts and I said, that's cool, well firm, you know? And I hope I hope you do well with it, dude. I really do. Uh, it only started a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. But... When I when I'm not doing the DJ and, and stuff like that and promoting parties and things like that, awesome. I I, I need something to do in my spare time. Yeah, well, look, and, as long as you're enjoying it, man, you're having yeah. fun. That's all that matters. Funny you should say that we're ten years behind. I seen a thing on Facebook today and it reminded me. It was like Ireland are thinking of bringing in a twenty five cent return policy when you bring your bottles to the bottle bank. <laughs> Great idea. I was in Germany eleven years ago and I seen that. <laughs> and they're still thinking about bringing it in over here. Oh man, I know. Sure, we're still they're still working on getting fast internet for everybody over oh, here. Oh, I, I was my internet is like up and down, so I was wondering, would it actually be better to use my mobile data? That's how bad the internet is down oh, here. Oh wow, yeah, no. You know?
internet is it's been take it's taken them so long to get decent internet. My internet is okay, but it's not considered good at all. Can we say the company you're with are? Yeah, Just sure. tell me what it begins with. <laughs> it begins with an S. They also an do S. TV. So ah uh, yeah, I couldn't get them here because the signal was too bad. Yeah. So I'm with uh, I'm with Imagine. Yeah. But like two weeks ago, it dropped on a Saturday night right down to really? nothing. Yeah. But it's on about 20 now at the moment, which isn't bad for here. Oh, that's that's all right. Look, it depends yeah. on where you are. Like, obviously, I, I'm, li- I'm living in town, like, so obviously, you know, there's there's better there's better ping, there's better reception here. So naturally, if you're in a rural area like yourself, you're going to you're going to struggle. Trust me, I yeah. lived in the countryside for a long time. It was a nightmare, dude. In Dublin, yeah. in Dublin, though, it was great. Yeah, Dublin would be good. They have some yeah. they have some great signal over there. So you got the PS5 and the Xbox recently. I did. Literally only so, got the Xbox yeah. today. So with that PS5, then do you have to return that or no, how does it work? Because you say it, it's a. So it is a review console. A review console. But yeah. it's it's basically the console. Um, mm-hmm. I get to keep it. Yeah. I'm just not allowed to lend it to anyone or give it to anybody to play or whatever. It has to stay here until the embargo is up. Once the embargo is lifted, it is 100% mine and I can do what I want with it. And when is that lifted? Uh, it'll be lifted next week. Once it's out for everybody. Yeah. I don't think midnight launches are going to be a thing, obviously, this time no. anyway. No. Uh, it was actually planned, believe it or not. Um, Kilkenny were considering doing a midnight launch for the consoles because there were so many pre-orders on them. But obviously, lockdown hit. That's obviously not happening now. No way. In terms of the two consoles now, I've only, I know you've only played the Xbox for a bit today. Which do you think is better? I, honestly, I can't really say that yet. I mean, both consoles are animals. Like when you talk about games consoles, you 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 think, oh, it's 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 okay. It wouldn't be as powerful as we'll say a high end PC, which a lot of people can't understand in this country either. But a high end PC basically can run these games and probably better. But consoles can do just that on the budget of only five hundred euro. Now, five hundred euro to to a lot of people is a lot of money. But for the performance that you're getting and the kind of games you can play, that's very cheap. Like my PC is in the thousands, right? And it can run all these games, no problem. But obviously, PC can do. That's the only difference. Um, but these consoles can do that and more, which is fantastic. It's really cheap for what you're getting. But yeah, uh, plus, overall, I think both consoles are great. I, I love them both. Plus, you're going to get longevity out of it. Exactly. Yeah, you, you know? are. Um, Xbox is probably more so on the performance side. Sony would be more so on the quality of their games and what kind of games are coming out. Because Xbox right now don't exactly have any new games that are with it. PlayStation have so many. Like, it's hard to even count. But Xbox can run games a lot smoother as far as I can... As far as I know when it comes to performance. But PlayStation, as you don't need the maximum performance. People don't need that. It's overkill. But if you're looking for a great console, I can say either or. They're both just as good as each other. Did they preload the games on it for you or did they give you discs? So they didn't send me any physical games. But uh, Sony were actually so generous to send me a few on, but multiple different games. They're not even out yet. So I got to play a lot of them already. I was streaming Demon Souls last night. Um, that's not even out yet. So it was also Sony in cooperation with the companies that were making these games as well. So they they sent them all out to me. So my library is already filled with like seven or eight games that 
I didn't have to pay for, which is, like I said, unbelievable. I'm so grateful for that. But it's great to play these games because they're awesome games. These are games that I talked about years ago, and I get to play them just to talk about. It's, it's, it's insane. It really so is. you can you live stream the PlayStation games now that it's out in America? Yeah, I can. So the yeah. embargo was lifted yesterday, so I, I'm allowed to stream PlayStation 5-related games, Demon's Souls, Spider-Man, Assassin's Creed, anything. I can stream all them as much as I want. The embargo for those games are lifted, so is the PlayStation 5 over in state. So stream, I can stream it away. I can share everything I want now, and it's it's great. It's great. You must have got a heap of paperwork then with it, did you? Embargoes and things like that. Yeah, I got several different emails telling you what times the embargo lifts, what to include when you're, you know, talking about a game or when you're reviewing a game and what not to include. Um, there was, I had the option to like fully like review games separately instead of just playing them, but that's not my style on my channel. I like to just play the game. So what I done was I pre-recorded videos, pre-edited videos, and obviously post them as the days go on closer to launch. So it's it's great. And to play these games before anybody else is is fantastic. It makes a lot of people jealous. But trust me, I'm very humble and very grateful for, for this opportunity. And what's the best one you've played so far? Um, so far, probably Spider-Man, Miles Morales. It's like it's out of this world. But I think when it comes to this controller here, it's called the DualSense controller. Yep. This is revolutionary, man. Like, seriously, if you like FIFA, this is going to revolutionize FIFA. <laughs> um, you're going to feel every ball being kicked, every ball being saved by a goalie. Like, the, the vibrations, it's called haptic feedback. So it vibrates in a way where you kind of mimic the things that are happening on screen. Right. And it's, it's bonkers. It really is something else. So the controller really makes the games that little bit more better. Is it lighter, the controller? It's it's surprisingly light. Yeah, it looks heavy, but it's not. It's light and it feels good in your hands, and that's all that matters, man. Yeah. So about uh, Patreon, what way does that work for you? And so what Patreon, do people what do people get for the prices? Yeah, it's it's yeah. not nudes or anything now, is it? No, it's not. <laughs> no, oh, you, you want to go to my you want to go to my OnlyFans for that. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, but uh, <laughs> seriously, Patreon is more of like a subscription service, um, so it goes hand in hand with the anime channel. So what the Patreon is, is essentially, so there's there's different tiers that you can go for. Like there's the $2 tier where you access like weekly anime content that I talk about. Then there's the $5, which is basically early access. So you get to access videos that haven't even been posted yet. Some that may never be posted onto YouTube. They're just there exclusively on Patreon. And then, of course, you have $10, which is kind of more the, the adult-themed anime, the more strong, hard-hitting anime shows that you can't actually post because there's too much going on there. And then, obviously, then there's the $25 to $50 tiers, which is completely up to yourself but you do get you know a private video message from me and a thank you and a post exclusively on patreon and stuff like that but anyway how it works is it's like we'll say a subscription service like netflix will say so if yeah. you pay a certain amount a month you get the rewards and you, if you stay subscribed you get those rewards every single month and it's just me talking about anime and you just get added bonuses that's that's all it is and uh, yeah, there's a lot of support over there, and that's a huge part of my income comes from there, which is great as well, you know. So. And is that mostly United States based as well, or? Actually, no. Patreon is kind of more all over. Um, I see a lot of people come from all over the globe: Germany, Japan, China, it, everywhere. It's insane, insane. So right across the board. Yeah. So, what's your favorite game ever across any console ever? I hope you've given it uh, a bit of thought. 
I did. Um, obviously, there's a lot of games. There's a lot of games that impacted me in different ways. Ones that are for nostalgic reasons. Ones that obviously so much as a kid games that i enjoy nowadays modern games but i've had to pick a choose a game that i probably spent hundreds and hundreds of hours on is probably final fantasy 7 on the original playstation 1 um i actually do have a sealed copy of the playstation 1 final fantasy 7 game um fantastic game great story absolutely amazing and then the remake only came out as well recently and that was awesome as well but that if i had to choose one Oh, so many, that'll be the one that I think is the best game that I've ever was played. Was the remake similar to the Crash Trilogy, just the original game, just remastered? So basically, it was essentially, they tricked the audience in saying it was a remake, or a basic a remake of the original game, but Final Fantasy VII Remake was actually a remake of the story. So I'm not going to go into any spoilers or any details, but basically at the end you find out that it's not actually a remake, but more so an alternate universe. It's pretty insane. Okay. It's mind-blowing shit, but it's it's very, very clever. Very clever. So there's a twist. Massive twist in the end, yeah. It's great. I love it. Did you see that? Uh, I don't know if you've been watching much wrestling, but AEW are bringing out a video game. Did you see anything about that? No, I haven't seen anything about that. But who's, uh, do you know the developer and team that's Ukes. behind it? Ukes. Ukes, okay. They, they used to do, I think they were involved when the wrestling games were really good. I think maybe Here Comes the Pain. Yeah, I remember the logo used to come up. Yeah, I remember. But, That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I seen the graphics there, and they didn't look brilliant. Oh, but like, no. you see, see a lot it, of people, a lot of people I know would like wrestling, and I see a lot of comments where, okay, it's their first game. I'll give them a free pass on graphics as long as the gameplay is actually good. That's all that matters, though, really. Well, yeah. obviously, you want a game that looks good, but you need money to make a game look really good. You know? So, yeah. I know Ukes. I haven't heard from anything from them recently, so they're obviously making a comeback somehow, are they? They must be coming back, I'd say. Yeah. It's not going to be a one-off video game, I'd imagine. It'll be something that they'll put out yeah. and then add to it. And I think it's it's going to be PS5 and Xbox, and I think they're making some mobile game as well. Okay, cool. Maybe they're trying to bring this out to gain some traction, and maybe if there's enough support and if they succeed, then they can make an even better game in the future, maybe. Yeah, they've done some big press conference the other night, but I, I didn't see it. I've only been reading up about it. Yeah, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, no, yeah. Ukes, that was when I used to play the wrestling games, man. You know, like uh, SmackDown versus Raw, Here Comes the Pain. Here Comes the Pain is one of my all-time favorites. Jeez, uh, Wells. Did you ever play Attitude for the PS1? I played attitude as well yeah i never owned the game but my friend had it we played it to death like i, I used to be a huge fan of wrestling massive fan and back in the attitude era stone cold steve austin the rock triple h you know degeneration x all the last time the the golden era of wrestling i remember in that attitude game you used to be able to turn off parental advisory and then before the match they'd all be talking shit to each other do you remember yeah, that i remember that clearly man yeah <laughs> it was fantastic so what does the future hold? Have you got any big projects in the making? Look, you, I... Well, you're I, not obviously going to reveal them, but, like, what can I, we expect to see from you? I can say this confidently. I don't really plan shit. It just... I just take it as it comes, you know? Uh, like I said, when I got that opportunity with uh, Marty O'Donnell with Halo, that just happened. Um, but I, yep. I, do, I do plan on getting a lot of content out in the next... The rest of this year and next year, I'm hoping to hopefully reach out to even bigger creators and you know, do some collaborations with well-known people and hopefully just catapult from there, you know. 
Uh, but like I said, I never think about the numbers. I never think about the revenue or the fame or anything like that. I just want to enjoy myself. I want to have fun while I'm doing and just work hard and make it somewhat successful. So hopefully next year is going to be even better year than this year. I don't know how that's possible, but it might happen. It might happen. Yep. Well, thanks a million for joining us anyway, Brendan. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. I really it appreciate it. It was a pleasure. It, it was great. It's great chatting to you, dude. Thanks, bud.